Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Somewhere in Your Silent Night.
the custom of sending Christmas cards was started in the United Kingdom in 1843 by Sir Henry Cole. He was a senior civil servant who had helped set up the post office. Sir Henry, along with John Horsley, designed the first card and sold them for one shilling each. The card had three panels. The outer two showed people caring for the poor, and the center panel was a family having Christmas dinner. About 1,000 cards were sold. As printing methods improved, Christmas cards became much more popular. By the early 1900s, the custom had spread over Europe and had become especially popular in Germany. The first cards generally had pictures of the nativity scene on them, but by late Victorian times, birds and snow scenes were becoming very popular. Christmas cards appeared in the United States in the late 1840s, but were very expensive and most people could not afford them. In 1875, Louis Prang, a printer who was originally from Germany, started mass-producing cards so that more people could afford to buy them. Prang's first cards featured flowers, plants, and children. In 1915, John C. Hall and two of his brothers created Hallmark Cards, which is still one of the biggest card makers today. The first known personalized Christmas card was sent in 1891 by Annie Oakley, the famous sharpshooter and the star of the Buffalo Bills Wild West show. She was in Glasgow, Scotland at Christmas 1891 and sent cards back to her friends and family in the United States featuring a photo of her on it. Annie reportedly designed the cards herself and they were printed by a local printer. In the 1910s and the 1920s, homemade cards became popular. They were often decorated with foil and ribbon and because they were more delicate, they were often hand-delivered. Nowadays, cards have all sorts of pictures on them. Jokes, winter scenes, nativity scenes, Santa Claus, or nostalgic pictures. We cannot send you a card this morning, but we'd like to wish all of our listeners a very merry Christ-filled and Christ-honoring Christmas. Listen now as Andrew Greenleaf sings for us this beautiful song entitled, Merry Did You Know.
you are listed during the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for morning worship service. This morning, we will be having a special Christmas service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. And we invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at 942-2131. Listen now as Danielle Peck plays for us the piano this beautiful Christmas medley, Away in a Manger.
what's in it for me? These words unfortunately summarize a prevalent attitude toward life. Even Christmas become the occasion for selfishness where its real meaning is lost in a cloud of greed. The fundamental meaning of the Christmas message relates to giving for the sake of others without concern for self. In fact, the Bible cites a supreme example of absolute unselfishness pointing to the coming of Lord Jesus Christ to earth. Let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion of the man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 8. Christmas is a commemoration of the great act of unselfishness when the Lord Jesus Christ, without concern for his personal welfare, came to earth. His whole earthly career, from when he was born in Bethlehem, was one of self-giving with concern only for others, and it culminated at the cross. And he still lives for others. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make an intercession for them. And that is why the Apostle Paul could exclaim, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. And that is why you can say the same thing. God's gift is there for you. A gift that means justification, inner peace, and real joy. Ask Him for it. Then reach out in faith and trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. It's a gift that you will treasure forever. Listen to the words of song as Scott Delosier sings for us. The song entitled, Joseph's Song. Could it be this baby in my arms Sleeping now so peacefully The Son of God, the angel said How could it be? Lord, I know he's not my own, not of my flesh, not of my bones. Still, Father, let this baby be the son of my love. Father, show me where I fit into this plan of yours. How can a man be father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter. How can I raise a king? How can I raise a king? He looks so small, his face and hands so fair. 
And when he cries, the sun just seems to disappear. But when he laughs, it shines again. How could it be? Father, show me where I fit into this plan of yours. How can a man be father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter. How can I raise a king? Can I raise a king? How could it be this baby in my arms? Sleeping now so peacefully, the Son of God, the angel said, how could it be? How could it be? How could it be? Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the gifts of the wise men. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. We're going to continue our study on the three gifts from the wise men to the Lord Jesus Christ. The wise men were Gentiles, and they were not kings who traveled from Babylon to Jerusalem so they could worship the king of the Jews. There were three gifts, but there were more than three wise men. If the star guided the wise men to the manger, why did they stop in Jerusalem and question and ask where the king could be found? King Herod, after consulting the chief priests, he sent the wise men to Bethlehem, which was located about five miles south of Jerusalem. The star reappears and guides them to the city of Nazareth and to the exact house where Christ could be found. Luke 2.39 What is the significance and the importance of the three gifts? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Myrrh. John chapter number 19, verse 38 and 39. In verse 38, you have Joseph of Arimathea beseeching, begging for the body of Christ. Verse 39. And there came also Nicodemus at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. The Lord God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, and of thy brethren like unto me, and unto him you shall hearken. Myrrh, it was a part of the preparation for the burial of a body. Myrrh, the prophet, the suffering prophet, death. The Lord Jesus Christ, the suffering servant, was going to die. Frankincense. 
Zacharias the priest, the husband of Elizabeth, the father of John the Baptist. Luke chapter 1 verse 9. According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. Hebrews chapter verses, uh, chapter 5 verses 9 and 10. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Called of God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Frankincense priest. The Lord Jesus Christ will be the high priest over the nation of Israel after the order of Melchizedek. Gold. And remember last week we talked about that pamphlet they were trying to say it wasn't gold, that it was some sort of... uh, Incense, it was some sort of a spice that was, had a healing power, and he said that this would have helped Mary. Remember, these gifts were presented to the Lord Jesus Christ, not at his birth, but up to two years later. Gold, a king, the Vedic covenant. Second Samuel 7 is the unconditional covenant that God made with David. The promise of the Davidic covenant is that someone from the line of David will be the king. The Davidic covenant includes David's seed, David's house, David's throne, and David's kingdom. And the Davidic covenant will be literally fulfilled through the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 1, verses 31 and 33. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. The physical right to the throne, David uh, Nathan, Mary. The legal right to the throne is David, Solomon, through Joseph. Revelation nineteen sixteen, And hath on his vesture and his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. King, the Lord Jesus Christ will be King of kings. The office of priest and king were separate offices in the Old Testament. King Uzziah, from the tribe of Judah, from the line of David, when the temple to burn incense. Here is a king who is performing a function as a priest. He was reprimanded by the priest and God judged him with leprosy. How could this then, the Lord Jesus Christ, be a king and be a priest? Because he's a priest after the order of Melchizedek. What were separate offices during the Old Testament we brought together in one person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Zechariah chapter 6 verse 12, and speak unto him saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch, he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple Lord. Verse 13. Even he shall build the temple Lord, he shall bear the glory, he shall sit upon, sit and rule upon his throne, and he shall be a priest upon his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. The three gifts from the wise men of myrrh, frankincense, and gold indicate the threefold office of the Lord Jesus Christ to the nation of Israel, prophet, priest, and king. And today in the dispensation of grace, he is the head over the church, the body of Christ. Second Corinthians 9.15, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Following the days of Mary's purification, Mary and Joseph offered the prescribed sacrifice in accordance with the Mosaic law. They offered a poor man's sacrifice, Luke chapter 2, verses 23 and 24. After observing the law of Mary's purification, they would have returned to Nazareth, Luke 2.39. Following the visit of the wise men, Joseph was warned in a dream to flee to Egypt, Matthew 2.13-15. Since Mary and Joseph were poor, these three gifts, 
though containing important prophetic significance, also demonstrated God's providential care. These three gifts became a source of finances for Mary and Joseph, who were told to flee to Egypt with the Christ child and stay there until they would be told to return until the death of Herod. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 6, you have gold and incense but no myrrh, and that is a reference to the second coming of Christ because we know that Christ is Romans chapter 6, that he only died one time. The Word of God is so beautiful, we need to understand it, we need to study it, we need to rightly divide it, we need to see the true message behind Christmas. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, trust Him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late. And for us who are Christians, we need to understand the true message of Christmas and keep preaching it. And certainly from our church family to your family, we extend to you a very Christ-centered Christmas. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is the